What's up, everybody, man? Welcome to the Warrior Wake Up Podcast, man. I got a special guest with me today, man. My brother from another mother, man. And I'm telling you, this guy is so awesome. And i tell you that one thing that I know for sure is he's always going to keep it real, real, real official. Hey, my <laughs> man, DJ Best Believe. What's going on? Hey, man, chilling, brother. I appreciate you so much for inviting me to be on the podcast, man. I've been keeping up. You've been doing some great stuff, man. I'm just excited about how the Lord is using you. Man, you know, I'm so honored and humbled to have you on here for real, man, because, uh, you know, I, a lot of people don't know this. I know you do, but uh, and I don't know if you ever started it back or not, but DJ Beskley used to have a show uh, that he had. Uh, I don't remember what platforms, but he can tell you. Uh, but it was called the Midweek Fix, and uh, and when I met Best Believe, he actually uh, invited me to come on his show, so that was pretty awesome. And you might tell him I don't remember what platform was it on. Yeah, man. So I had the Midweek Fix. It was on a, uh, a internet radio station, the SMN Radio Network. Um, unfortunately, the, uh, the the lady who was over that station, she ran into some health issues and um, wasn't able to continue on with the station. But uh, yeah, man, it was a good run. Um, I've had a few people ask me to restart the midweek fix. And, you know, I, I don't know. I do know that something uh, is going to happen, Lord willing. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it was a good run. And yeah, I remember that interview, man. I, I remember thinking uh, back when I first met you, I was like, I have no idea what this brother's saying, but we going to keep talking. <laughs> that Alabama accent is real, bro. It's real. It's deep. Yeah, man. <laughs> Uh, you know what was what's funny, man? Was on there. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you was thinking that. You know, like, man, what is this guy saying, man? <laughs> you know, so so uh, he's kind of like over time since we've known each other, he's kind of figured out the Alabama lingo. So I think he's kind of fi- finally got our. Uh, he's kind of finally got to where he's understanding how we talk down here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, I love. I love coming to visit with you guys, man. I, you know, uh, I, I look forward to um, anytime you, me, uh, the rest of the brothers that I've met from Alabama, um, you know, can all get up. And then I, I just love coming down to Redemption, man. It's something something special about Alabama, man. It, and the places that I've been in Bama, I've really enjoyed them. And, you know, and, and honestly, man, something that I really, really was shocked by is how good you guys' Waffle Houses are, man. Like, you know, we eat it, in Carolina, we eat at the Waffle House, you know, but it ain't like, it don't taste like you're doing better, man. Y'all Waffle Houses is off the chain. I was like, yo, what, what yeah. are they doing? They might not be healthy, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, you might be a little grease dripping off of them, you know what I'm saying? But the yeah. flavor's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Absolutely. definitely got some flavor to it, man. I know with the midweek fix, man, before we get into some of these questions and stuff, uh, I used to always love listening to it, man, because like, and even when you DJ and stuff, I always love listening to it because you always, like, you always bring like the freshest, newest, whether it be rap, hip hop, whatever, you know what I mean? And because uh, I remember coming to you sometimes like, man, who is that? You know what I mean? And it'd be like somebody I'd never even heard of. Uh, that was the first time, like, uh, um, you know, shout out to Glasses, but that was the first time I'd ever heard of like the Justice League, you know, yeah. when you played them and everything. And I was like, man, these cats are good, man. You know, (laughs) when I met Eric Steven, that was really kind of the first time I'd ever heard of like nerdcore or whatever. 
So, uh, why, why don't you tell everybody, man, just go ahead and tell everybody a little bit, just kind of a little bit about your ministry, man. Sure, I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Best Believe Ministries, um, you know, is, is, a, is a small family ministry, man. Um, you know, and uh, when uh, it, it's mainly me. And then at times my wife and my daughter join in and uh, we, we do things. Basically, the main focus of the of the ministry is to use music to help enhance um, the vision that God has gave you. So I like to partner with people. Um, so any any event that somebody may be doing um, that they believe that uh, music will help enhance it by adding something to the atmosphere, um, then I'm all about it, just coming in there. And then um, also I'm an ordained minister, so I do preach on occasion. You know, if someone asks me to come and give a word, I'll do that as well. Um, you know, done all your standard stuff, your weddings, couples counseling. Um, you know, I mentor a few guys here in Asheville in the word and just in life in general. So, yeah, man, it's good. Just really trying to move forward and stay focused on what the Lord would have me to do, man. But that's that's pretty much it. And, you know, um, I try to keep it hip hop as well. I keep it always keeping it Christian, man. And I try to keep it hip hop, just staying true to the fundamentals of of the hip hop culture with what I do. You know, just um, really focusing in on remembering the uh, the aspects and the um, the principles of hip hop, you know, love joy peace and knowledge um you know and having fun um and then really uh staying true to dj culture like making sure that i'm i'm down with uh uh, whatever the latest technique is staying true to actually scratching um mixing all the stuff that hip-hop djs are actually supposed to do you know blending all of that stuff so yeah man just making sure that i i actually focus on the ministry side keeping my christian life up but then also remembering that i'm part of the hip-hop culture and keeping that side up yeah i, I know when uh i know one year uh when you came to redemption well every year when you came to redemption you know you're just killing it on the ones and twos but yeah. but but uh i remember one year when um i think it was ronald he came and he danced and then uh uh man i can't even think of it uh what's the verse virtuous is uh Boyfriend's name. What's his name? I can't. You're talking about brother James, James Love. Yeah, yeah, James, James. I don't know why I couldn't think of his name for some reason. I mean, yeah, you know. Uh, anyway, yeah, brother James and uh, and brother Ronald and like while you was you know DJ and hip hop and everything like that, you know James was painting and Ronald's over here dancing and it's just like a whole collaboration going on. You know what I'm saying? I thought that was just you know super cool. You know what I mean? To see Absolutely. it like that because you don't you don't. You don't like a lot of times you don't see that a whole lot anymore. You know what I mean? And like it, it almost seems like, and you may feel like this, I don't know, but it almost seems like sometimes like the DJs, like yourself, it's kind of like almost like a lost art, so to speak. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know how you feel yeah, about that, but yeah, it, it, it is, man. A lot of people, um, you know, there are a few, a few up and comers um, that are still keeping true DJing. Um, especially hip hop DJing alive, um, but a lot of people um, have let it die out, and and now the current culture doesn't really understand what it means to be a hip hop DJ. Um, so you know, a hip hop DJ isn't a guy that plays hip hop music. Like that's where the first thing a lot of people get confused on. Like anybody can play hip hop music, but that's not what makes you a hip hop DJ. 
what yeah. makes you a hip hop DJ is that you actually create the atmosphere. You actually create hip hop. So you, when hip hop first started, there weren't any producers. There wasn't a guy that you could just go buy a beat from. Like the DJ would actually find the record and find the part known as the breakdown, which is basically just mm-hmm. where the percussion is in the record and find a way to loop that over and over and over, giving you something to dance to, rhyme to, groove to, all of that. So that was what the DJ was at that point in time. So a lot of a lot of DJs have lost that. Like now a lot of DJs just focus on playing a record that's hot and making sure they have, well, some of them hopefully have a nice transition. Some of them don't even transition. That's a whole nother story. But to be a true hip hop DJ, you need to be able to say, okay, I'm going to take, you know, um, I, I'm, I'm going to take a CCM or I'm going to take a, you know, a, uh, a, a traditional gospel song and, and find the part in there mm-hmm. that, that is just percussion and turn it into a hip hop track. You know, like one of my favorite blends that I've done is I've got a, a Marvin Samp, a Marvin Sapp song he did called uh, One Thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually found the breakdown in it and just completely flipped it. So it's like a electronic hip hop. Um, type of deal and uh so yeah dj and is, is losing its art form from that and a lot of people just like i said they don't they don't really care about the art form of djing anymore just from the fact of they're more so interested in just what you're playing instead of the actual skill set that goes into it and that's on us when i say that's on us i'm talking about djs like we don't actually we don't actually showcase or practice our craft anymore so it makes it to this point of where people don't care about it because they're they don't understand it. So we got to become more prevalent and making sure that the culture yeah. stays alive. I think about people like you and people like my uh, a partner of mine from Texas, DJ Sermon. You may know who he is. Oh yeah, uh, shout out to DJ Sermon, the OG. Yeah, yeah. So he's been, you know, he's been in it for a minute. Uh, but then when I think about like, you know, just like when I think about DJs, when it pops in my mind, besides you guys, of course, I think about. Like almost a lot of it, I think about like '80s and like older, you know what I'm saying? Like Run DMC and like Jazzy yeah. Jeff and you know like stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like back in those kind of days, because really it seemed like back then, you know, I mean DJs were pretty big back then. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and it just seemed like, and I didn't know how you felt about that, but it did seem to me like maybe in, in some ways, and not not taking anything away from what you guys did because you guys do awesome, but it seemed like some people. Uh, nowadays, it's like it's a lost art form, and like like you just explained, I don't think a lot of the DJs now, some of them, if they even know what the true DJing is, you know what I mean? So, right. you know, uh, and I'm glad you broke that down for us, because, you know, you know what I'm saying, you give me a lesson right there. So, <laughs> uh, how, how did you uh, kind of tell everybody, like, how you got started in ministry, man? Wow. So, man, I remember it playing this day, man. I, I'd actually messed up. I, my life was in shambles. I was jobless. Um, you know, my wife and I were dating at the time. Um, shout out to my wife, man. She, uh, she's she been through a lot with me. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I, I was jobless. Um, made some bad decisions. Um, you know, I've, I've always been a believer, but not a, a good follower of Christ. But I remember I was 27 years old, and... I remember I was in my dining room and I was like, you know, I've been studying my word. I was trying to get refocused, trying to figure out what I need to do in life to get back to where I needed to be. And uh, 
I said, Lord, you know, I want to run for you. I want to, I want to get this thing right. I want to, I want to do whatever it is that you would have me to do. Um, so, you know, I actually, I said that prayer about a week or two before when I was trying to get everything right. So then the next time when I'm like, Lord, I'm going hard, I'm going all out. What do you want me to do? How do you want me? The word says that I'm supposed to bring people onto you that I'm supposed to, you know, the great commission is to go out and make disciples, you know, um, that's the great commission. But I said, you know, the word also says that I'm supposed to help magnify you to spread, spread your name. How do you want me to do that? What do you want me to do? And he said, plain as day, I want you to DJ. I remember it because I was kneeling on the floor praying and I thought somebody was in the house. Like it was so old. It was so vivid. When I heard it, I was like, man, wait a minute. Somebody in here playing with me. And, and it was wild because I, I mean, I had no DJ equipment. I honestly didn't know how to DJ. I, I was just fixing to ask you that. Did you have prior experience DJ for that, or just you know, it's just nothing. something God called you to do, and you just rode real, with it? Real talk. I didn't even have I didn't even have true respect for DJs. Like I knew they came through. I knew they played music. I knew if you wanted to have a house party, a DJ was the best way to go instead of just playing stuff off of a you know off of the radio or whatever off of a stereo um but like i didn't really understand the skill the technique like i just started with some dude who played music like i didn't understand everything that actually went into it um you know when on the hip-hop side honestly before i dedicated my life to christ i was um i was actually more of a secular freestyle battle rapper man like i was that guy who would jump in a cypher and uh, just freestyle. I love freestyling. I, I really do. I mean, just love it. And I used to love to battle rap with folks. Like I used to love to toss insults and see how bad I could crack on you and how bad I can make you feel. Um, all of that stuff. But yeah, man. So I was kneeling. I was praying. Um, he told me I was going to DJ. Um, I got up, said all right, and immediately just started looking for stuff on how I could do this. Um, ran across the virtual DJ program. Bought this idiot bitty DJ controller for like 150 bucks. It was a Hercules DJ controller um, and just got started, you know, just started learning stuff, um, started diving into what, you know, Christian hip hop um, at the time, which was to me a lot more Christian, but that's a whole nother story as well. Yeah, we're going to get to that in a few minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I fell, fell in love with Trip Lee 2020. Um, first uh, album that I completely loved. Uh, heard Lecrae, thought he was good. I think he's a lot better now. Like back then, he was more Christ-centric, but he's a much better rapper now. Um, that's a whole nother story in itself. There was a local artist or a guy who's originally from Asheville. His name is uh, One Chance. Um, he lives in Atlanta, Georgia right now, but One Chance is amazing. I remember I was in the barbershop, and he he gave me his CD. He had him in his hand. He was trying to raise money because he's, like he's like a Paul type man, honestly. A straight, you know, yeah. eating what you can. He's got CDs in his hand. If you can buy one, great. If you can't, he just gave it to me and uh, went home and listened to it. You know, heard it. it was like, yo, it's another Christian artist. So that's when I was like, okay, there's, there's guys out here doing this. And um, so, yeah, just started listening to them, man. And they encouraged me to go further into my studies because they were saying stuff that I, I didn't know. So I'm like, yo, if they're going to be rapping about stuff that I don't know, and then I really need to know what it is that they're talking about. So 
really had to be my word because they were really Christ-centered. Um, and so I was DJing, I was doing stuff around town. And to me, it was a ministry. I was like, yo, this is my ministry. This is what I do. And none of the churches were taking me serious. Right. None of the churches were, were viewing what I did as ministry. So it, it, it weighed real heavy on my heart. And then I asked the Lord, I was like, why, why ain't nobody taking me seriously? And he was like, you need to get ordained. The Lord was like, you got to get ordained. And at first I thought, I was like, man, nah, I'm tripping. I was like, I don't need to be ordained. You know what I'm saying? I got the, the word living in me. I got the Holy Spirit living in me. I know what I'm doing is helping people learn about Christ. That's right. all I was about was how can I help people learn about Christ? And then finally, um, my bishop saw it in me. He was my pastor at the time. He's recently become a bishop. And uh, he saw it in me and was like, I want to ordain you. I want to ordain you as a licensed minister. So, you know, 2015, we get ordained. And uh, or I get ordained, and um, you know, uh, I, I, it's now it's like you you can't deny that this is a ministry. You can't deny that this is helping people, you know. Because I mean, for those of you who need it, I have the title of minister. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of sad in a way, man. Because you know, if God's called you to do it, He's called you to do it. But I know what you're saying. I mean, that's kind of like. You know, kind of like myself when I went back to school, you know, I just went back to school because I felt like God was telling me to um, to uh, dig deeper, you know what I'm saying, to get more of a proper context and everything like that. And, uh, and, and also, you know, if somebody says, oh, well, you need, you know, this ordination or degree or whatever. Okay, well, if that'll make you feel better, I have it. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. But, I do know what you're saying. And we know that there's... I mean, if we're on, you know, you know, we being honest, me and you both know they still some churches to this day that wouldn't let me come in an air route or wouldn't let you come in there and DJ just because they're just not going to have that kind of music in there, which is sad because uh, it's like we was doing a car wash one time raising money. And I actually had a lady tell me, you know, I was telling her about redemption. It was like we was doing a car wash, trying to raise up, to, I think, to get the T-shirts for the school supplies or whatever. And uh, and she was like, uh, well, you know, you can't route. Um, because it's not holy. And I was like, why not? And she was like, well, because it's not holy. I said, what do you mean it ain't holy? I said, if the word, I said, no matter what genre you're talking about, it's just music. I said, if the words are glorifying God, how is that not holy? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that that's just people that just, uh, I don't know, maybe they just need to get their heart right, I guess. You know, um, yeah. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, you know, rap, rap music, um, rap music has been specifically given dealt a bad hand, you know, because there have been so many artists on the secular side that have done so many things with it, and the media and the record labels push the negativity. You know, there are plenty of rap artists that that make positive music or have made songs to uplift the community. But that's not the stuff that gets pushed and portrayed. So a lot of a lot of older saints and more traditional saints or members of church, um, they only see the negative aspects of rap music. And unfortunately, rap music has been directly correlated to hip hop music. Now the two are different, but that's a whole nother story as well. Um, but rap music is now looked at specifically as hip hop music, and so therefore, a lot of people who don't understand that there are different things within the music. Just look at it as the same way. You know, um, I, 
I reference all the time. It, it's all about, like you said, the words, man. Like Johnny Cash made a bunch of songs about just killing people. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, think about, you know, yeah. I just like, you know, you listen to country music. These dudes are talking about just, or you know, just going out and getting drunk because depressed. You know what I mean? I'm just like. Well, and I think that's like, like you said, it's because they put the ones, the ones that were route that they put in the spotlight were the ones who were like, you know, promoting the violence or promoting degrading women and that kind of stuff. Even though there was other, other like positive rappers out there, those were the ones that were kind of getting like the promotion, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 I, and I think everybody kind of put that in, you know, like, well, all routes like that, you know what I'm saying? You yeah. know? Which we know not to be true, you know. That's it, brother. Um, Who or what would you say had the biggest impact on you coming to know Christ? Oh, man. Wow. Um, That's, that's, uh, that's tough, man. You know, I've always, like I said, I've always known Christ um, when I was a little, little, little boy, a young lad, man. My mom made sure that I went to church. Um, there's just always been something that's been blocking me from having the relationship with Christ that I was supposed to have. I remember when I was young, I'm talking about elementary school, uh, we were living in Germany. I'm a semi-military brat, so we were we were living in Germany, and I remember on Sundays, um, some of our better cartoons actually came on on Sundays because I grew up back when there was only one channel, the Armed Forces Network. We ain't have cable when I was a military brat. And Trust so me, man. I watched that Armed Forces Network in Korea a whole lot. <laughs> you know? so, so yeah, man. So we had that Armed Forces Network, and um, I remember the, some of the better cartoons came out on Sunday morning. And so I didn't want to go to church because I wanted to watch the cartoons that I was going to miss, you know. And so um, I missed church simply because some Sundays. Now my mom made like some Sundays. My mom's like, "Now nah, you going?" Even if she didn't go, if her and my biological father didn't go, um, they made sure that I went. Yeah. So you know. Um, so you know, I, I I was discouraged by that, and then um when my uh when my biological parents split, you know um there was a short a short time in which we just didn't go to church at all, just because we just didn't go. Like you know we we always believed in God. My mom made sure I said my prayers, made sure I prayed over my food, all of that. And then uh in a junior high, you know when we moved back to North Carolina, and I was living with my god, we were living with my godmother. Um, my godmother is uh, uh, Pentecostal, so they was in church all the time, you know, just like all the time. And they church every service was long, you know. So I'm like, yo, and she was like, you need to go to church with us. I'm like, no, nah, I can't because it's too long. I would go sometimes, but I mean, they'd be in church Sunday all day, and I'm just yeah. like, man, no. So I mean, that turned me off. And then uh, I remember my mom wanted me to get baptized before I went to college, so I got baptized, but I didn't really know what it meant. Then when I was in college. I remember I took it upon myself. Um, no, my freshman year, excuse me, let me back up. My man, Jiggy Joe Fry, my man, my roommate, Joe Frierson, um, who's now the youth pastor at one of the largest churches in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina. Um, but I remember he came, his dad was a pastor. And, you know, he was always in church, man. He was always playing gospel music in the room. And, you know, he was always just doing the right thing. So it really started seeping in my spirit. Um, and then... Uh, you know, uh, my ex-girlfriend from college, her mom was a devout woman of God. And she was always on me about, Herman, there's something special in you. And I need for you to straighten up. I need for you to get right. And then I remember, um, 
my senior, my junior year of college, one of my classmates invited me to her church. And I remember I got saved. I remember that. I, I literally felt the Holy Ghost yeah. guide me up to the altar to dedicate my life to Christ, to, mm-hmm. to commit my life to him. So this, you know, my, my, my junior year of college, I remember that. So I remember that happening. Um, I remember going to Bible study while I was in college at another church in Greensboro. And the pastor who was there helped guide me along my steps there. But at that point in time, I knew there was something special. But I had a special relationship with God. Yeah. But I still wasn't living right. You know, <laughs> you know, my junior year of college, I'm probably 20, 21. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I living right. Like I remember, I was I was good. I started doing stuff with campus ministry, but then I would still go out. I would still wild out. I was still chasing women. I was still, you know, getting drunk. <laughs> I was still you, having. You was that you was that guy that came to church on Sunday morning, but you could tell he'd been out all night. <laughs> man, I, that was me, bro. That was me. You know. So then finally, like I said, man. Um, you know, I, I moved to Asheville after I graduated college. And uh, just went through a bunch of ups and downs. And finally, like I said, at the age of 27, Lord just really broke me down and was just like, this is what I need you to do, man. And it was just so real at that point. Like, yeah. and I've been running for him ever since. Like, yeah. just Full completely, yeah, completely different lifestyle. Now, mind you, I still have my slip ups. I still have my mistakes. But my, my mindset is different. Like, I don't have yeah. that sinful lifestyle like when I when I do mess up, I genuinely feel it in my heart. Like, Lord, this was wrong. Yeah. You know I mean? well, like, I, I've told people several times, um, you know, there's a difference in willingly, knowingly living in sin mm-hmm. and then tr- trying to strive to be like Christ and falling and messing up sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Then, there's two different things in that. And uh, I know you were saying to get back to a minute for college, Tell everybody where you went to college at, and you wrestled too, didn't you? Oh, man. I went to the greatest institution, the North Carolina Agricultural and Technical State University, otherwise known as North Carolina A&T. I keep Yeah, man. Um, I was I, I actually I, I wrestled a little bit. We didn't have an actual team. We had a club team, oh. and I actually um, brought back the club program, um, you know, because I love wrestling. Um, and for those of you who don't know, I'm talking about that collegiate um, or M or Olympic style, you know, stuff. And, uh, you know, if you, if you talk, if you, if you start thinking WWE when I say wrestling, we still friends, you know, it's just not as cool. Just come talk to me on that. I'll tell you about it. Um, so yeah, man. Um, yeah, we didn't, uh, A&T used to have a program. It died. And then when I got to college, I was like, yo, we still got a wrestling mat. I was like, what's up with that? So I talked to the intramural director and, uh, he was like, yeah, we can do wrestling intramurals, but it wasn't enough of us to actually start a full intramural program. So we started the club and uh, we, we it rolled for a little bit, um, but you know, it kind of fizzled out because guys wasn't really interested in making weight and all that stuff. But yeah, man, it, it was fun. Um, you know, I actually just left a buddy's house right before I got on with you and we were watching the UFC fight. And I, and I always think if that if UFC would have been as popular back then and organized back, as back then, you know, I graduated high school in 98. I don't mind telling people how old I am. Um, if UFC would have been as popular back then, I probably would have tried for the UFC, like stay yeah. in shape, stay focused to get into the UFC. Well, you um, know, most, most of the wrestlers do pretty well. Yeah. You know we, we, most of them do pretty well. 
we do. But you know, um, back then the UFC didn't have any rules and no, no weight they class. Didn't. Yeah, because I remember Hoist Gracie, man. He would basically get like he he wouldn't be able to do as good now as he would back then because it'd stop it. Because right. I mean, pretty right. much some of the fights he won, he about got beat to death, man. Right. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden he'd get some kind of little chokehold and win. But in the right. days UFC, he would have they would have stopped the fight. Exactly. Way before that, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. So, and then, and then, what what was the? Uh, I know you went to A and T, North Carolina A and T, and you know, like down here, um, uh, you know, they got Alabama State and Alabama A and M, who's kind of like yeah. uh, the Magic City Classic, which is kind of like big rivals down here. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. what is? I, I know A and T has a pretty big rival. What's what's the other school? Uh, we got a couple. The main one though is North Carolina Central. Yeah, okay, not quite like But anyway, I think they were playing them I wanna say they were playing them last last year. Well, did A and T have a they had a pretty good football team last year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we had a good squad. They were they were playing somebody. I don't know if it may have been like a playoff game or something. But anyway, I caught myself like, hey man, that's where best believe when I'm I gotta I gotta <laughs> these cats, man. You know what I mean? So I'm over there, I ain't never been to the school, but I was rooting for them just because you went there, man. Yeah, we appreciate that, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, just just know anytime you're down here, man, uh, you know, you can cheer for any team except Auburn. Other than that, you good. <laughs> you know, I'm uh, just kidding. Uh, uh, what What is your – okay, I'm going to got a couple questions, and I know this is – me and you both probably like, man, <laughs> you know. But what what is your opinion of today's – church like when i say church i don't mean your church specifically i'm talking about like the church as a whole like the body of christ in general mm. the body of christ man if we, it, since we're talking the body of christ and not the actual places where we meet the body of christ in general is uh is um is in the same position that it's always been in you know um and when i say that what i mean is you've got people that are super hot on fire living right doing mm-hmm. what they supposed to do you got people that are lukewarm you know living one foot in one foot out you know um sometimes doing what they need to do um you got people that are um overly religious you know um looking at everybody as uh like you said rap music is unholy um tattoos is not holy um Dude, you know, that's kind of ones that i don't say they're christians i say they're religious folks you know? Yeah, I like, yeah, you know, um, I, I agree with that. I, I can rock with that. Um, so, you know, just looking at just looking at stuff like that, man. So, we're still in the same position. It's just that we've we've taken on the face of of twenty twenty. You know, that's all it is. It, it's the same way it's been forever. You know, that that's the way the church has always been set up, or the way the church has, has always been. Um, it's just that now it's it's the same thing. Like you remember. Uh, I guess the best analogy I can give you is the Big Mac is still the Big Mac. Remember when, but remember back in the day, the Big Mac used to come in the styrofoam container, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now it just comes in the wrapper. It's the same thing. You know, the church is still, unfortunately, we still the same. Um, you know, I wish there were more brothers and sisters that was really, really about that life, really walking it out and really modeling Christ instead of modeling religion and, uh, really yeah. just turning people off from wanting to, to be a part of us. I will say that we are actually declining in numbers, though, um, which is the only unfortunate part. 
um, that, that, that really hurts my heart. And there's just a lot of people who, for various reasons, not just the fact of, you know, there are Christians out here that are wilding, but also just the reasons of, um, you know, not being introduced to the faith. I have to say, I think I think part of it might be because you know people are growing up in uh, with with homes that are broken and 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 homes that are even when they're not broken that maybe their parents don't go to church or their parents don't know the Lord, so they're never really introduced to Christ. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, you you have all all those issues, man, and and it and it creates this new thing of where um, you know America's population is rising. Um, but the uh, the percentage of Christians is declining, and so it's uh it's there's multiple reasons for that, and uh, we 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 those of us that are strong in Christ need to continue to model good Christian ethics, morals, and behavior, um, you know, so that way we can continue to to have people want to be interested to know more about us, you know. There's a brother here that I that I rock with a lot, man, and um, his name is uh, Antonio Jordan. He's not a Christian at all, you know. He'll tell you up front, and I'm not a Christian, and uh, thinks a lot of the stuff that we believe in is, is silly and doesn't make sense. It's not logical, um, you know. Brother's got a T-shirt line that I fully support, you know, fully 100 behind Love's designs, send people to him. But earlier today, I ran into him and I gave him a copy of my latest project, my latest mixtape, and told him, I said, hey, man. I know how you rock, but I value your opinion. And I want you to listen to this and tell me what you think of it. And, um, you know, he hit me back and was like, yo, this is dope. I, I mess with it. You know, I like it a lot. Also to the point of where he actually has an event tomorrow and he asked me to DJ it for him. But I'm just like, you know, I got stuff planned already during, during what you would like for me to do. But the point of me saying that whole story is, as Christians, we have to be able to be approachable. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. if I was one, if I was, if I was one of them, one of them brothers that like, what do you mean you don't believe in Jesus? You know you're going to hell. <laughs> Me and him would have never developed that relationship. Yeah, we would have never had that type of connection, that conversation, to where I could even begin uh, to to begin to present Christ to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. To begin to get to that point. So it's all about how how we are approaching the situation yeah. now. Yeah, I, I totally agree. It's like yesterday, man. I, like even here at my house, man. I had a little guy. And he's down the street, and him and his wife, man. They had they like you know been on drugs for a while. And anyway, so I, I kind of been letting him cut the grass and stuff, and just gave him a Bible, gave him a devotional, gave him a little life book. It just kind of like over the last I don't know month or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Just kind of talk to him every little chance to get when he comes across the grass, you know what I mean? And just kind of mention right. it. But I didn't want to like beat him in the head with a Bible, you know what I mean? So, but anyway, in the other day in my driveway, man, he let me, you know, lead him to Christ, you know what I mean? Not and bad. so, and, and like every time I see him now, he's like, man, God is so good, man, you know? I'm like, that's right. Well, there's a little store right by my house. So he was cutting my grass yesterday. And so he went to the store to get some gas in the in the little lawnmower jug because it's just like like it's walking distance. And uh, so I, I see him coming back. Well, th this younger cat's with him. He, he he's probably like twenty eight, and he's with him. And so he sees me standing out there, and he tell, tells him, "Come on, man, come here." And so he comes over there to me, man, and I got to start ministering to him. You know what I'm saying? And like he's coming to church tomorrow. You know, I gave him a CD and and, and just got to minister to him and stuff like that. But uh, 
you know, and he was a guy, young guy, you know, tatted up, everything like that, long hair. Probably, uh, you know, probably just honestly, a lot of churches, and I know it's sad to say, but a lot of churches, they might look down on, you know, sometimes they look down on people that like it. Like if, I, I just use myself for example. I know when I came to Christ, when I got saved, because where I live here, I had a a, a bad reputation, right? Uh, for just, uh, you know, and just, just for, you know, getting in a lot of fights, just, uh, you know, getting in trouble, being in and out of jail all the time, you know, just all kind of different stuff, just doing all kind of stuff, you know what I mean? And even after I changed and got saved, it, it's like the, the Christian people, even if I have had got saved and had completely changed, you know what I mean? Because I believe when you get saved, there is a transformation, right? And I know, you know, we continue to walk out that process, but but uh, it's like, uh, and I know I'm not saying everybody, but it's like um, a lot of them, they wasn't looking at me as this new creation in Christ like I was, right? The new creation in Christ. They were still looking at me as this thug. You know what I'm saying? You know, they were still looking at me the same way. They, they were still looking at me as who I used to be instead of who I was. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I changed my life. And uh, and I think that's one of the things in, in the church that we have to get away from is looking, you know, looking at people for who they were in their past or whatever past they may have had. Once they come to Christ, they say, oh, things passed away. All things are made new. You become a new creation in Christ. So, you know, we have to look at them uh, as born again, as a new creation. You know what I mean? And uh, and I think sometimes we, we lack in that area. Okay, now I know you want to talk about this here. What is your opinion of today's Christian music? And I'm talking about overall, you know, whether that be uh, worship, hip-hop, rap, rock, you know, the, just the Christian genre overall. Man, um, I think the only place that is really, really, really falling down is uh, Christian hip-hop, man. Um, and the reason why I say that is because a lot of Christian hip-hop is honestly just clean turn up music and and that's more of your more popular christian hip-hop you know you still do have guys out there that are really getting it in and putting out good messages or that are still edifying and teaching you know scripture there are still a couple guys like that but the majority of christian hip-hop right now is strictly clean turn up music and i'm just like Yo, that's that's all this is, you know, with an occasional uh, Jesus line put in there, you know, right, right. and um, and, and and I'm not, it's 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 saddening because when I fell in love with Christian hip hop, like I said, first album I completely listened to was 2020, and I loved it. And you had a, a, you know, brothers was breaking down scriptures. They was actually spitting right. scriptures, finding ways to work scriptures into their lines and still kicking metaphors, still having lyrics, yeah. still flipping the wordplay. And now it's like all wordplay and a, and a little dash of Jesus over there, you know? And I'm just like, yeah. all right, you know, um, so that's it, man. Like worship music. I love worship music. Yeah. Now, you know, I, I listen to, uh, I, 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 I listen to um, a local station here, 1069, The Light, man. Um, and, and I mean, they play some of the most awesome stuff. Like, uh, 
you know, um, I can't remember the names of some of the tracks I'll be listening to on there. Um, I just did a mashup the other day. Uh, can't remember the gentleman's name. I think it's is it Michael Taylor with Amen. Um, it's one of my oh, favorite yeah. tracks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I did a mashup over that, um, over this uh, uh, um, Afro beat. Um, you know, there's, there's a few tracks on there that I really love. Um, you know, a tradi- traditional gospel is also another one that I feel like is getting away. Um, and the reason the reason why I feel that way, man, is because um, traditional gospel. Now, you, when lot, you say traditional gospel, you talking about like Kirk Franklin and people like that, or, or yeah, what? you know, like, like Kirk, PCC um, Wines, and people like that. Is that yeah, you know, okay. yeah, that that. That that stuff right there, okay. and that's, get, that's getting away because um, people are people are looking for artists instead of the anointing. Yeah, like I remember, I remember at a point when to be a church musician or to be in the church choir, right. you know, you might have something, you might, you might, have, you know, you might have an issue or two, but. Now anything slides if you can sing, you know. Like the whole, the whole. Can, can she sing? It don't matter what else is going on. The Lord will work all that out. Let, yeah. let her sing, you know. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And then we also focus on who can sing better instead of who actually has the anointed sing. And I think a lot of people don't understand that just because you're the better singer doesn't mean that you have the anointing. I tell people all the time, I know tons of DJs that are better than. You know what I mean? But I recognize, you know, and this is not to toot my own horn, but I do recognize that the Lord has given me a specific anointing. And that's the reason why I'm able to reach the different people that I'm able to reach. The same reason why DJ Sermon reaches who he reaches. The same reason why DJ I I Rock Jesus reaches who he reaches. The same reason why DJ Mike LV reaches who he reaches is all because we all have different anointing gifts and talents. So there's an anointing on someone who's sitting on your pew who wants to be a part of the choir, but they don't have that same tone. They don't have that. They don't have that same vibrato that you know, Sister Jenkins. You know, if there is a Sister Jenkins who's actually listening, I'm not actually. I don't know who you are, but that sister, whoever has um, that, you know, Sister. Thomas that's on the pew unable to you know unable to join the choir doesn't have because she doesn't have that pitch that you're looking for but she has that anointing she has that thing in her voice that is going to help those five people that desperately need her to sing in your church and that's where gospel music is falling down at and I believe that there are certain TV shows that have actually caused this because now gospel music has become more of a competition more of a competitive thing more of a who actually sings better instead of who is just anointed. I, I kind of think it's almost like that in the church too, man. It, they looking at it as competition, you know? I, I agree. Yeah. Who pre, who preaches better? Who's going to who's gonna uh, get people to stand up more and give more? <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Um, but, you know, the biggest thing about me, man, is, is I'm completely spirit-led. Like, I, I have yeah. no... I, I never have. I have ideas of things I would like to do, but man, when when the spirit tells me to do something, I just do it. I don't care what it is, man. I'm like, the spirit is the one that I listen to for all of all of my direction. I mean, there are things that I thought I was gonna do or that I had wanted to do, but ultimately, at the end of the day, like this new project I just put out, 
completely spirit driven. And so I think that's the biggest thing that's missing from certain genres in Christian music is, you know, just that Holy Spirit. Because like I said, everybody, you know, just because you can rap yeah, doesn't right. mean that that's what God wants you to do for him. You know uh, I, mean? I, I know for a fact, you know, uh, that you're anointed, man. I know that for a fact. And, and I don't just say that because you're on the podcast. I mean, you know, I, I'm always genuine with everybody, man. And I know like you're, uh, you know, I, I've, t- I've said this a couple of times. There's certain people, man, that, you know, I mean, a lot of people in, in ministry I've met that I have mad respect for and I really like, but there's certain ones in ministry meet that your spirit just really messes with them right off the hop. I mean, right off the hop. And, you know, uh, I think of like BOC, uh, you know, and I think of like yourself, like, I know, you know, y'all are two guys, for example, just, just for example, y'all are two guys that my spirit messes with y'all like right off the hop. I mean, I'm trying to bat. You know, uh, and and I I look at it like, you know, you know these guys are are doing it for the right reasons, and and I think that's why um, I knew both of y'all were doing it for the right reasons, and just your, just your whole whole spirit, whole everything about you. Going back to what you said just a minute ago though about um, you know uh, somebody might have more talent and stuff like that. I remember a while back, man. Um, you know, I, I've never claimed. You know, I've I, I put out some CDs and I rap because that's what God told me to do. But I've never claimed that I'm the best rapper in the world, this and that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember I knew some guys from down here and uh, and they were doing some music and, and they got saved and they was serving the Lord and they was doing like Christian rap. And lyrically, they were just killing it. You know what I'm saying? Like, like they, I mean, you know, like with the metaphors and everything, I mean, they were just sick with it. You know, and I was like, and they asked me one time for, you know, I guess they felt like, I guess they felt like, you know, man, we, we way better rappers than chosen. You know, why, why, I guess they felt like I was getting more, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, man, more, more applause or more whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> whatever yeah. it was. And anyway, and, and I just told them, I said, listen, man, I'll be the first one to tell y'all, both of y'all, you're better rappers than I am. You just are. You know, uh, I said, but, it's not about being the best rapper, man. It's about being the, it's about having the anointing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and, and you know, like I said, I don't claim to be the best rapper, but they, uh, and they're great guys. And I still talk to them and they, they you know, uh, sad to say they're not, uh, they're not really doing anything for the Lord. It hadn't been in a while and kind of fell off. Um, but, but it's almost like, 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 and I think that's one of the reasons I think they kind of fell off because it's almost like they, their name couldn't get recognized fast enough. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And 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 the thing you have to understand when you're doing it for the Lord is it ain't about your name. It ain't about you. It's about serving God. You know what I mean? And uh, and I think that's where uh, my personal opinion on a lot of Christian music, that that's where I feel like where we're missing it. Because I feel like there's a lot of people in Christian music. I'm not saying everybody. I mean, I know like yourself and we know a lot of other brothers and sisters that do it for the right reasons, uh, which yep. I applaud them and a shout out to all them. Uh, but, 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 I, you know, me and you both would probably say that there's probably a lot of artists that do Christian music that's probably not in it for the right reason. They're probably in it just to try to, you know, get their name out there, get get recognized a little bit or whatever. And uh, mm-hmm. and, and I've heard, and that's why, like when I first started listening, I, and you've heard me on the podcast a few times say. You know, first one I heard that was really just going into me 
Of course, the first rapper I heard was like T-Bone way back in the day. He was like the first <laughs> real, real rapper, Christian rapper that I heard. And uh, but but Lecrae was the first rapper I heard. That I was just like, man, this dude is just going in, you know. And uh, but but I noticed like the one thing I'm that I'm not, even though I think him and Eminem for two guys that are super talented, right? I just feel like, especially like with Eminem, I've uh, listened to a lot of his songs. I just feel like there, there's just there's not hardly any Jesus content in it. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and, and I know they have the whole um, and and I <laughs> I actually recent with it, and, I, and I'm not. I'll just say recently I had a discussion with some guys about um, not wanting to be not wanting to be labeled in the Christian genre because they right. want to appeal to the masses. And, and, you know, I kind of look at that different. I guess I look at it, and, and some people don't look at it like me. I look at it like, you know, if you serve an all-knowing, all-powerful God, and you serve a God of no limits, then they really can't put you in a box. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, and I understand that people say, well, you know, and, and because I have seen this, that when you say I'm a rapper, they might want to hear you. Then when you say I'm a Christian rapper, they're like, oh, you know what I mean? But then I, I think about the scripture where it says, you know, that the spirit will draw all men now, right? And I think about events we did out there, like, uh, like for example, with BOC in Oklahoma, where we're just in the middle of this place outside doing music or even like an asphalt before. And, and, and people just pull up, you know what I'm saying? And, and just start listening, you know what I mean? And you don't even know who the people are, you know what I mean? Uh, and that's just my, my opinion on it, but, uh, but I just... I, I don't know. I just don't understand. I guess my thing is, and maybe it's just me. Uh, you know, why? Why wouldn't you? Um, you know, why wouldn't you want to have Jesus content in your song? You know what I'm saying? Um, because usually your songs, you know, most of the time, especially if you're a Christian artist, they're usually going to bring out about, uh, or, or for the most part, most of the time they're going to bring out struggles you've dealt with. Or, or things God brought you out of, or, or just whatever you, you're passionate about. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, mm-hmm. and and to me, you know, we ought to be passionate about Jesus. You know what I mean? And we ought to want to make sure that he gets the glory, not us. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and like I said, everybody's got their different take on that, you know? So, uh, now I know since you basically are like a comedian when we always get together, right? What, what what is the funniest moment you've ever had in ministry? Besides oh, man. how I talk. <laughs> funniest moment that I've ever had in ministry. Wow. Um yeesh. goodness boy. Uh, you know, I don't think I, I I don't think I've ever had uh, the I got okay, the one that stands out the most to me. Um, there's a good friend of mine here. Her name is Kathy Bailey. She's also a fellow Aggie. Um, she's also a barber and a hairstylist. She does many things, but she's also an ordained minister and a Christian comedian. Funny, hilarious lady. Great Christian comedy. And uh, yeah, man, that's 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 probably gonna be as far as actually having a good time. That's gonna be um um gonna be it man you know um yeah but you're right i love to crack jokes man i love to have a good time i'd like to think of myself as as naturally funny (laughs) i like to think of myself 
Um, I hope other people see it the same way and know that. You know, I, I just I just enjoy having a good time, man. I enjoy keeping it light, keeping it moving, keeping a smile on everybody's face. And you know, I think that's another misconception. A lot of people that don't know Christ or don't know, you know, or, or have never came, known Christ or never really been around church, I think they have this misconception, man, that if you come to Jesus or, you know, saying that you're in the church, that you got to be like this just straight, lame, stiff neck, you know, person in a suit and tie, button down that's about to choke to death because the collar's so tight. You know what I mean? And, that, and I, I don't know why, you know, I guess that's the just stereotype, I guess, man. I don't know. But uh, are you working on any new projects? I know you are. So, uh, man, you know, uh, I just dropped one last week. Um, I just dropped one last Tuesday, Wednesday. I can't remember the exact day right now. I think it was Tuesday. I think it was July 2nd. Um, yeah, I got a new project out called The Good Part. Um, and what I've done there is I've, I've taken, um, all of the, uh, <clears throat> so I, God hit me with this, this idea to do a project of social media clips. So anywhere that you're on social media, if you, you know, if it was on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, wherever, yeah. I just went, found it and, uh, stripped, took the audio from your clip and put it onto a mixtape. Um, and I kept, it took me a while to come up with the name. And uh, the Lord speaks to me and I do my best thinking in the shower. That's where he and I often have the most conversation. And so I was in the shower one day and I was kept thinking, I was playing with the name. Um, and, you know, it was like, oh, uh, you know, uh, social media, visual media, audio media, audio, whatever. And I was like, man, this name is not coming to me. And, uh, you know, and I was like, Lord, what is it supposed to be? And uh, he was like, he was like, you good? And I started chuckling because you good was the name of the mixtape that I dropped just before the good part. I started chuckling. And uh, he was like, that's what it is. He was like, you know, you're just taking the good part of what's going on right now. So, yeah, that's how the name came up, okay. uh, came about. Is uh, So it's the good part of social media is what okay. that means. It's, okay. it's the good part of everything that's on so or, or everything that I could find on social media. And it's crazy because some of the tracks on there are two weeks old. Some of the tracks that are on there are roughly 10, 11 years old. And it's it's all current. Like, it's all talking about the exact same thing. And, I'm, of course, I'm not even talking about from, from the Christian aspect of Jesus. Yeah. I'm talking about, like, the actual content. Like, I was like, yo, this track is actually talking, like, there's there's like a, a huge montage where the tracks are talking about um you know the the importance of black life the importance of um of uh recognizing what's going on in society you know some of the tracks are speaking specifically on the coronavirus but some are just saying like look it's important that we pay attention to social media that we pay attention to what's going on in the world and yeah. i just thought it Go i ahead. thought it was crazy I just thought it was crazy, like, for the tracks to be so widespread apart, how they're talking about the same thing. So that's how I knew God's hand was definitely on it. Plus, whenever I'm working on a project, and I know it's definitely from him and it's not my own idea, there's, like, a real specific feeling that I get, you know, and I can't really describe it. It's one of those things that's indescribable. Like, you know that feeling you get right right before you kiss your wife where you know that you're supposed to lean in for that kiss from your wife? <laughs> You don't really know what it is. You just know, hey, I'm supposed to kiss her right now because it's supposed to happen. But um, yeah, that same exact feeling. Like 
the Lord just lays something on my heart. I get this, this sensation. I, I know it, it's it's that Holy Ghost fire that's built up, but it's like just this thing of where I know, okay, I'm moving on the right track. So yeah, this, the project came together seamlessly, man. It came together very quickly. And um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm really happy about it. You know, people are really excited about it. Like everybody I've talked to, I've heard good things about it. And uh, you know, right now, yeah, I was listening to it, man. It, 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 it's good stuff. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, there's actively an active push with it. Um, so I'm partnering, I'm partnering with a, a, a good friend of mine, Sister Tasha Moore. Okay. Uh, she's, she's a minister as well. She's written an awesome book called On Royalty, which is great if you have young kids and you want to get them introduced to Christ. Um, but I'm partnering with her, and I'm going to be ordering books uh, from her. And I'm going to be using the proceeds from uh, any any money that comes in. Because, of course, if you want the album or the mixtape, excuse me, you can get it for free. But if you would like to donate, you know, through purchasing an album, uh, yeah. Best Believe Ministries, anything I get, I'm going to be partnering with her and uh, ordering books, using that money to order the books. So that way I have these materials to pass out whenever I do an event. So when I come to Redemption, I'll definitely yeah. have some books. Okay. And hopefully, you know, give one to somebody's grandma and that grandma was able to go home like, oh, okay, thank you, okay, that's a book for you so you can understand Jesus a little better. You know, that type of deal. Um, and then I've got another brother over here. Um, my, my brother, also a fellow, uh, he's actually a pastor. His name is uh, Andrew Jensen. He owns Double uh, A or AA Leather. Excuse me, he owns AA Leather. And uh, man, awesome. If you ever need your Bible redone or you need any type of leather work, check right. out AA Leather. Um is what they do but yeah i'm getting some keychains made um from him and so i'm gonna just use the the proceeds from the sales to, to get that stuff and then uh there's a couple other people that i'm gonna sew into um yeah. just with the proceeds that's all i ever do man i kick that money right back out anything that comes in from the project is just used to to go out and better um but other than that man there's a uh, a pastor down in uh jacksonville uh pastor frank Real name Anthony Franklin. Um, going to start sending him some 15 minute mixes for his show. Um, so we got those jumping off. And uh, yeah, man, just, uh, you know, uh, the other day for some odd reason, I don't know if you remember the old track Encore. Mm-hmm. Your love, so good. You know that track right there. And, uh, it, it, and he, he, doesn't, he doesn't know, but uh, I'm going to holler at him. Uh, I guess I'm going to do it right now and just try to get him to. Uh, Maybe do me a little something for the podcast. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we, we can best believe getting us some good stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Hey, Absolutely. What's going off on that, man? For real. Yeah, appreciate it. But yeah, man. So yeah, I got I got a remix coming for that. Um, but yeah, that's about it. Man. That's it. Yeah, and I got you on the podcast, man. You know, we got it. Don't forget to check out Green Mage Produce and Gifts for all your handmade soaps, herbal skin care, and beard care needs. You can check Green Mage Produce and Gifts out at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Green Mage Gifts, where it's always thumbs up. Hey, uh, if, you know, me and him, me and DJ Best Believe always cut up, but man, if you had never met him, man, he is a very humble dude. He really is. He really is, man. And his uh, his DJing skills, man. I don't just say that he's a really good DJ. He really is, man. I appreciate so, uh, that too, brother. 
and you definitely well and you definitely need to check out his uh his uh projects any projects he got i think he's got like i don't know man i don't know how many projects he got he got a bunch of them but yeah but you need to check them all out you know what i mean um you, you got any upcoming events uh man you know honestly i don't have anything scheduled between now and redemption um well i do have aside from dj events excuse me um august the 15th i'll be preaching over here uh my homie uncle q uh he's got a he's got a setup that he does at a park here in brevard north carolina um so i'll be over in brevard preaching on august the 15th um i've been invited to speak at montreat college on uh, october 21st um so i'm excited about that and then uh we've got redemption man uh november 14th i'm yeah. definitely looking forward to that but uh that's that's it, man. No no actual uh, setup uh, DJ gigs other than other than Redemption, but definitely excited about the opportunity to speak. I love delivering the word, um, you know, using whatever God has has put into me to to give back to His people. So definitely excited about that, and um, just ready to see what happens there, man. And uh, yeah, ready to keep pushing and plugging. And he's not only just DJ in that redemption, by the way, he's hosting. So, you know what I mean? He'll be he'll be on the mic all day, you know. Uh he's already in great shape, but I'm sure every time he comes to redemption, usually <laughs> July he probably probably loses twenty pounds every time he comes to redemption. Because yeah, it's man. so long and hot. <laughs> I love it, man. You know, I'm excited to get over there with you and the brother Skip, man, and I don't wanna I'm I'm I, I I was about to start naming people, but then I forget somebody and they think I don't love them, man. And I love everybody that comes to Redemption, man. So, yeah, because there's so many, man. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm excited to be there. Are we glad to have you, man, for sure. Uh, okay, how can people find you on social media, man? Yeah, man. So, um, you know, uh, you can find me under uh, Best Believe, B-E-S-B-L-E-V-E. Um, that's on Instagram, um, Facebook. Um, that's really the only two that I'm on. Um, I mean, um, let's see. Uh, you can uh, holler at me on SoundCloud. You can check out just about anything I've done on SoundCloud, um, soundcloud.com, and then just search Best Believe. Once again, that's B-E-S-B-L-E-V-E. Um Anyway, is that is that the, which one would be the best way? Like, if they wanted to book you for an event, or you know, uh, you, DJ at an event or something. If you want to book me for an event, man, the, the best thing to do is holler at me on Facebook or Instagram. Is the best way. If you're just like, hey, man, I want to listen to some more of your music, then holler at SoundCloud, SoundCloud, or Bandcamp. Um, you can hear the majority of my stuff is on SoundCloud, but there's a couple of mixes I couldn't get on SoundCloud that are on Bandcamp. Just because of uh, you know, SoundCloud doesn't isn't too DJ friendly because of you know they they like to make sure you don't copyright anything. And for those of you who don't know, I'm an, I'm a traditional DJ, which means I get it where I find it, <laughs> you know. So I'm not you know if it if it uh, contains part of a track, then it just contains part of a track because all I'm doing is mixing stuff up. So you know I take samples from everywhere. I've, I've sampled you know Barry Gordy's The Last Dragon. I've sampled. Uh, I'm currently in the middle of sampling something from coming to America. You know, I'm pulling stuff from Candy Girl, you know, where, wherever, where, where any movie, commercial, birds chirping outside. You know, on my project, You Good, I, I recorded a brother talking in the park to put it on an album. You know, 
So yeah, I'm I'm just always trying to be creative, man. Um, yeah, and I, I I've always I heard a guy say one time that you know actually when you uh, sample music, that's actually a compliment to whoever the artist is or to whoever that person is. That's kind of like actually a compliment to those people. You know, <laughs> it's the the biggest artist, the biggest compliment a a Chris a hip hop DJ can give you if you're not a Chris if you're not a hip hop artist is by sampling your music. So if you're in any genre outside of hip hop and a hip hop DJ samples your music, it's the biggest compliment you can get because what that means is that whatever it is that's in your music, we want to use it because we respect it that much. Not that we're just simply like, oh, we're going to take this and, and, you know, use it because you've already made tons of money off of it. But no, because we respect whatever's in there and because it sounds a certain way or because it's high level and, you know, there are certain things that I've sampled that people have never even heard of before. You know, you just got to find stuff that fits what you want to do. And then being able to create a whole new album or a whole new sound off of a sample is just, just astounding. You know, like I've sampled buttons off of my PlayStation controller before, just because man, you know, it has that sound that I'm looking for. So yeah, sampling is all about whatever's going on. man. There's no, there's no limit to the creativity. No. Now, I tell people all the time, I, you know, that's that's one of the biggest things. That's why I say a, a DJ, a good hip-hop DJ, he's the same as an artist, man. There should be stuff up there you'd be like, yo, I, I've never heard that before. You know, not just me playing music, but me using stuff. You know, I should be able to get on stage with my turntables and my pa- and my sampler pad and create a whole new new thing, man. And uh, I, I attribute that to a bunch of stuff, man. I, I, I got to say this because I want people to understand, like, Outside of the Holy Spirit, the three right. biggest things that I look for, or the th- the three people that have influenced me the most musically, are Miles Davis, okay, um, DJ Cool, and P Diddy. Okay, those are my three musical influences as far as as far as the way I put stuff together. Outside of being led by the Holy Spirit, like yeah. just what what's in me. So those are the three that have really solidified like what I do musically. Yeah, awesome. Uh, uh, if you if you need a DJ, man, definitely definitely <laughs> holler. Best believe, it's, if you're anywhere, I mean, I'm sure he'll come anywhere. But especially if you're anywhere in the North Carolina area, and yeah. ask or anywhere in North Carolina. Uh, but if you give him a heads up, probably wherever you are, if you give him a heads up a little bit, I'm sure you know. What I'm saying uh, he'll make it happen. Um, is, there, is there anything else, man, that uh, you would like to share with us, brother? Man, you know, um, just Jesus is good, man. <laughs> God is good. Jesus, Jesus is the best. And, and man, I thank you once again, man, for having having me on here, man. Um, once again, I am DJ Best Believe, a.k.a. Mr. Let's Go. That stands for live every day to satisfy God only. And like my brother Chosen said, man, I try to keep it real. Real, real, real official. Yeah, man. Shout out to uh, my bishop, Scott Elliott, my pastor, Elder Damian McDay. Um, Got to give a shout out to my wife, uh, the wonderful, lovely uh, Patience Bright. Um, my daughter, um, Buddha. Um, I love her so much. Um, shout out to all of the the, the um, people that rock with me. Shout out to all of the artists that I know personally that, that rock with me, that I respect, that I talk to on a regular basis. Uh, shout out to um, 
to uh, to all the rest of the pates, man. I was trying to name your entire family, but to your, <laughs> yeah. your, your wife. And they ain't sleeping anyway. <laughs> yeah, but shout, shout out to them for allowing you to be able to do this and to move in your gift like you're supposed to. That's right. Um, you know, and uh, yeah, man, that's if it, if I missed anybody, man, doing my shout outs, charge it to my head and uh, and and not my heart, man, because I love y'all, man, and I just uh, yeah. Well, I, I, man, once again, I, you know, we're I'm just honored and humbled, man, for you to come on here and and be the guest. I feel like we we flipped the script from the first time I talked to you. You know, what I'm saying <laughs> when I was on your show, but. Uh, man, hopefully I'm gonna get with Best Believe here, and he's gonna have us some some really fresh, really dope uh, uh, DJ music. You know what I'm saying? Uh, just ain't no telling what else gonna be in it. You know, just whatever he creates. You know what I mean? We'll just uh, we'll just take whatever magic he creates. You know what I mean? So, uh, but anyway, man, we just thank you, man. We humbled and uh, honored, like I said, to have you on here, man. And so, uh, man, if you want to check out. Uh, this episode, this will be the last episode with DJ Best Believe. You want to check it out, man? It'll be airing uh, Mondays at ten o'clock on. Uh, it's be on Spotify and other social media platforms. Uh, but you can check out the Warrior Wake Up podcast Mondays at ten a.m. Man, uh, once again, man, from my man DJ Best Believe for your chosen man. We out of here. We love you. God bless you. Peace. <laughs>